Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. This is a really special episode for me on a personal level. If you're uh, if you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking this one out. Uh, this means a lot to me. I grew up and still am a huge fan of Big D and the Kids Table, which uh, we do talk about. My first time seeing them in Connecticut in like 01 at Wesleyan, which is really cool. Uh, Big D is just one of those bands. Uh, I remember when Good Luck having Good Luck in Anana's high school. And I know there's a billion photos of me walking around with like big D shirts and hoodies. I um I have got texting my uh, shout out to Eric Francello, one of basically like my little brother, uh, but a dear friend. Um, I had used to have this big D hoodie that said Boston on the front and then big D in the back, like it was all uh, posters. And I remember giving that to him when he was like a teenager and I'm pretty sure he still has it. Uh, so shout out Eric, you know, whenever I think of big D, I always think of Eric, which is crazy. Um, so this is a really cool episode because I got connected with David through Sean, Sean P. Rogan, who was our guest last week. So if you want to go back, check that out. Uh, if you haven't already, I recommend it. That was a really fun episode. Sean is a founding member of Big D and the Kids Table. He played with the band until 2009. And now Sean owns the U-Rock Studios, which is a uh, studio for musicians, podcasters. And they also own a music school, is also a music school, U-Rock and there's also a music school to it. So Sean's the man. And you'll, in that episode, you can he's like, I'll connect you to Dave. And he did. So he really came through. Uh, so this is really cool. I recorded this at the What's Your Writers Club. Uh, we had to do it virtually. So if the, sorry if there's a little cutting in and out. You know how internet is. Shout out to our editor, Vern, who makes this stuff sound so much good. Check out his podcast, Cinema Recall. Um, yeah, this is just, this is fucking nuts for me. It's it's, it's Dave. I've like He's kind of held this big, like, looming presence in my life i've the first time i saw him in 2000 or 2001 at wesleyan i've seen big d many and many and many of times if you're listening to this and you're like a ska fan like me and you know we've had some cool people from the world of ska on uh john jeff and a game from anthony from folly did our, our theme song uh Andy from Flaming Tsunami has been on. We have Matt Stewart and Pete McCullough from Streetlight Man Festival have been on. Uh, and and Sean and now now Dave. So this is really cool. Uh, the, what a great Scala days. Uh, so this is a fun episode. I recommend uh, if you are like me, to if you, have, if you haven't listened to Big D in a minute, which is totally cool, check out the new album, Do Your Art, which is out now. It's really good. I honestly think it's the best album Big D has ever put out. It's like a combination of all of their influences over the years, and they really just... It, I know it's it's really good. Me and Dave kind of nerd out about it, and it, it's cool. It's um, it's cool that he loves the the work he does as much as I do. I I always love that stuff, and uh, you know, let's just do a little quick housekeeping before we get to the episode. Um, you know, you could if you want to support the show, we would love that. You could if you want to hear episodes a week early plus other bonus content, you can uh, support us on Patreon, patreoncom media. Uh, we're doing an, uh, another Patreon show with uh, Dwight from Broken Brain called Let's Chat Zeitgeist. It's on there. We're going to put all our episodes out at least a week early, and we're going to be adding more and more. Uh, we're going to be taking a little break after this episode until next year when we'll return with comedian Kirsten Logan. So that'll be really fun. Uh, I'll actually be seeing her perform this weekend at the Comedy Connection at Chuck and, Chuck and Brad's uh, Best Christmas Ever. You know, Chuck and Brad from Chuck and Brad Podcast. They've also been on the show. Uh, you know. We've had a lot of really cool people, so if you're if you're new, please stick around our past catalog. Make sure you keep the conversation going. Check out our Facebook group, Let's Chat Podcast Community. A lot of fun in there. Uh, great to you know we post everything on there first. Find us on all social media at Let's Chat Podcast. A uh, huge thank you again to the Vern, aka um, the Vern from Cinema Recall, for who's our now our editor and running our Patreon, uh, and Bree Benjamin, our producer. And Dwight Hurst for just always being an amazing consultant when it comes to anything I need podcast-wise. Always a fan of those cats. I was recently a guest on the Reels of Justice podcast. That will be coming out in January. We'll make sure we'll share that. And I was also a guest on uh, The Broken Brain again, which was always fun with Dwight. So thank you, uh, Dwight. You can check out. I got to be on a panel about gratitude. And if you subscribe right away, you'll see the episode we did about West Wing trauma for uh, uh, The Broken Brain's Patreon feed. Oh, that's the other thing. I was also uh, a guest on Fear Pleasure uh, Passcast with Dewey Helpus, who we're going to get on this show in the future. Uh, that was another thing they do for their Patreon folks. So thank you, Dewey, for having me. That was really fucking cool. Huge fan of you and your show. Um, anyway, let's get to it. This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website letschatpodcast.net.
I'm like an OG Big D fan from like, I, I'm from Connecticut um, originally. Yeah. Uh, so like I was around in that like uh, shop by Lamy, good, good luck era of like my first time. So I, the first time I saw Big D, I didn't really know what ska was, was I don't, yeah. I don't expect you to remember this because I know you played thousands of shows, but it was at Wesleyan mm-hmm. University at the pit where they filmed PCU. Yeah, I think I do remember that uh, because uh, am I right where there was like windows around the area where we performed and there was like a calf out there was like a calf kind of close can you describe it maybe i'm wrong no that sounds right because my memory is pretty faded so that that sounds pretty it was they filmed the movie pcu which was like big if you're from connecticut like the jeremy piven movie yeah. and it was um but it was uh you guys a why helm scream which was then smacking isaiah and folly oh yeah i i think i i i think yeah because college shows they stick with you because you know they're they're few and far between if you're big d and when you approach where you're supposed to play it's it's often a like a little awkward like loading like there's always an awkwardness (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i bet so so like it's like sometimes you have to put gear through like a hallway where there's students and stuff or you know, so I, I think I do remember it, but what a lineup, huh? A Wilhelm Scream and Folly. I mean, th- th- those are the shows that just is what it's made of, you know? Yeah, like it, it's not until I don't if you're having this too, because I know you guys being like, you know, I mean, I don't like to get like super hung up in genre, but like growing up in Connecticut, I wasn't aware that it wasn't normal to have like ska bands playing with hardcore bands and all that stuff. Like, right. I, I grew up, I mean, like, you know, when I was like in high school, like seeing Big D, but like I never ever saw Big D at a ska show. It was always you guys, Folly, Flaming Tsunamis, Smacking Isaiah, yeah. like Bane sometimes, like Hatebreed would pop up or like, and it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, we have this funny joke that um, in, in uh, Pearl Street, once there was a hardcore um like festival and then after with the scoss festival and the last band to play on the hardcore festival was madball and we were the first band to play on the scott festival so i always get to say that madball opened up for us oh i love it yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah the folly guys are like uh, actually still good friends of mine to this day so i was um texting with them and like i have this oh, one wow. memory of uh, yeah. you guys playing the puppet house in connecticut and john and you john jumped on stage with you and uh you guys did um I think, are you just scared or something like that? And I, I was standing with Anthony, the drummer of Folly, and just rocking out our asses to watching you and like you guys playing together. And it warmed my heart so much. Oh, well, you got to tell the guys from Folly, I think of them often. And please put italics in often because, one, I've always loved their band name and uh, their style and how they did their thing. But uh, but also as as things happen in the scene, you know, like things get talked about or things move forward just just really anything that happens in the ska scene i always just think of folly every once in a while just like yeah but did you guys ever see folly yeah but did you did you ever see you know like that whole thing where like we're you know like where the uh threshold of the wave hit and then pulled back you know like like folly was a really cool band and you know sometimes you're, you're, when you're in a ska band, you're asked to talk about ska and the ska scene a lot. And I often think of, I often think of Folly. Folly reminds me of the scene in the UK that was happening in around the 2004, uh, two to two to six time era. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of like killer bands from light year to cap down. Of course, Folly's different, but it, Mm. their originality reminded me of the scene that was happening in the uk oh i, I love that yeah that was yeah it's a great yeah i actually I'll t- i will definitely text them all that yeah, afterwards although i think i think of them fondly often because you like not to reiterate but i'm i'm you know i'm asked to talk about the scene a lot and you know folly is you know they were a great band yeah and, and they finally been getting uh, their comeuppings. It seems like all these years later, like Brooklyn Vegan had them put them in that like list of like sixty five greatest Scott albums uh, of the last sixty five years, and it was like awesome. awesome. It was, like hell, fucking yeah, those guys, fucking yeah, they're just such wonderful, weird in the best possible way. Uh, so my my one of my friends from high school, Amanda, who we used to all go to shows with, she's married to Jeff. So now um, I think you. 
probably with your your buddy your band too it's sorry, now like we hang out with our kids wait wait sorry when you say band names with folly can you say instruments too because i i i've not retained oh yes yeah, so, uh jeff was the guitarist uh game was the, the rhythm guitarist uh so it's funny now that like we always joke it's like yeah we used to like hang out at denny's and go see hardcore shows together now we get together with our all of our little girls and like have tea parties and i know sean and i were joking about that we're all dads so it's it's funny how like those relationships like all of a sudden you're like i'm almost i'm 37 and i'm like huh uh, these people i hung out in sweaty basements now it's like we're having uh first birthday parties together and stuff it's i love it i love it well i think it's a beautiful thing when you think about like all the chaos and, and worry that's I'm not getting into it, but that is happening in the world right now in the country. And then you think of your, you know, your relationships with certain people and you're like, it's only because of music that I know all these great people. And it's only because of music that we are all bonding as we change into a different stage of our lives, taking care of little ones. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just crazy that we're allowed to keep up with each other and enjoy it. And it's all through music, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, and start like, you know, for like starting this podcast, I've gotten to talk. I mean, like, you know, being, I mean, big D, like I even called it to Sean was like that, like good luck is one of my, like that album changed my entire life. And it's just this great thing. It's like, now I get to like talk to these people like that. I like looked up right. to like, you like loomed so big in my, my heart as a, in my youth for all these years and, and big D being around for so long, which is awesome. I know. It's funny because I I just realized uh, not just but the way COVID time works out you know yeah. a year ago just um, realized that I've been I've been in Big D longer than I haven't been in Big D. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, but I also wow. I also know what you mean because because yeah. on our new Melt Banana um, actually guest guest featured like we did a song together not not just a singer it's not like having like which would be awesome. But it's not just like having like, hey, Dickie Barrett singing on the song, but it's her, uh, Yako, and the guitar player Agata. So it's 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 more like I don't know, Judgment Night from from way back in the day would like, you know, Helmet and Onyx do a song, like the two yep. two bands do a song. Do you know what I mean? And so I know what you mean. Like years later, I was probably sixteen when I saw Melt Banana for the first time open up for Mr. Bungle, and like now they're on a Big D record. I mean for people who don't know like that for me is a high water mark yeah the, like, it's it's a uh, you you just got the gold medal and you're you can retire happy like yep <laughs> a dream came true that you never thought would ever happen the last time i stage dive was a uh, big d folly and uh, flaming tsunamis and melt banana show in connecticut and me and andy from the front man from a uh, buddy of mine from flaming tsunamis stage dive at the old empress palm room and miss the crowd and we're not small people and just face first blood everywhere and i'm like all right too old for this yeah i recently went to uh sam black church stomp box and only living witness but only living witness had to cancel so tree was there and i went in the pit with all my friends and i was a classic i was a classic i was like that was so fun and the next day i was like my wife's name is Bree. I was like, Bree, I think I broke a rib. <laughs> I was, I was a hard, I was a hard times article. Like, yep. like old ska guy goes to hardcore show and shatters ribs. <laughs> oh my, I mean, speaking of, I, I, me and Sean even talked about this too. Like I remember like, Sean actually like called you a wrestler. Like you were kind of like a wrestler front man. I was at the show in Connecticut when you broke your tailbone, when you missed this, you were on the stage and you just yeah, missed, it felt so bad. It was, if anyone listened, it's a very high stage. And I just yeah. saw, whoop, and I think you got up and still did the set somehow. Uh, this is what happened. Yeah. I, this is the only time. Okay. So I did get up and kept going. We were playing fat man. And I, this is the only time I've ever done this. I went backstage to gather myself. Like I actually couldn't, after doing a couple bars, I went, I need a second, you know? And that was the first time I ever went back. I've never like gone off stage ever and while a show's going on. And I, I just kind of needed a couple breaths. I remember a whole bunch of people like, you know, ringed around me and I was like, no, 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 all I need is just a little big breaths, alone time and I'll go back out. And I came back out, but I was just talking about that. And then Vince Neil recently, Vince Neil, the singer from Motley Crue, he just yep. recently fell off the stage. And people got to know, like, there is no good way to fall off 
a stage like that because, you know, it's dark. So, you know, event, out of all the times you play live, it's not unreasonable to accidentally take one step too many. Oh, yeah. And that fall, it's not just the fall because you can't just kind of slink down to your knees. You actually topple over and then the, the support beams to the barricade that kind of V out, they just, they just hit, you just hit everything, everything. You know what I mean? Oh. When you, when you, it's, it's a good, it's a good, you, can you swear on this? Fuck yes. Oh yeah. So it's a big fuck you to your body. It's like your temple, your hip, your rib, your arm. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's a nice little beat down. That's a high stage too. Like the Webster, like, Gotta yeah. be at least like eight feet, maybe nine. Like it's it's higher than most stages. It's it's abnormally high. Yeah, like if you were on the floor, you can't you couldn't just put your palms up and boost yourself up. Yeah, yeah. It was oh my god, I remember feeling really bad for you guys. And like, yeah, it's funny too. Like Thank for, you for uh, remembering that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's ingrained in my memory because it's so funny uh, of all the injuries that have been uh, I've had from ska shows or other people. Cause like ska always has that genre, uh, you know, the genre for that, but I accidentally broke a guy's arm during a big V show in Longford at a, as well. You broke it. it I broke somebody else's arm by accident. Uh, how, like, how, how the it was in the happened? pit and I was like doing the punching, like picking up the pennies kind of thing. And I came up and they were like oh. flipping. It was, they were very uh, slender and I came up and I, they flipped up and landed on their arm wrong and then they broke it and they were super nice about it. But that, that's, that's another like legendary Connecticut scene show. It was like Big D, Folly, uh, River yeah. City Rebels. I, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Danny's, Danny's, well, before we go to Danny, let me say um, at the Webster, my, my wife, uh, we were opening, Big D was playing with Alistair and um, somebody and my wife has a, a scar over her left um, eyebrow through it, through it, if you will. And, uh, it's from a big D show before we knew each other. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah um, Dan, Dan, the cool uh, from River City Rebels. He's, he was on here years ago and for a different band. And then it just turned out halfway through our talking that he was in River City Rebels and he, it blew my mind. He's like, you know who River City Rebels is? I was like, oh, dude. Do you know how He's like the fans have River City Rebels? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was, it's incredible. Like that whole, Connecticut scene like the first time I heard checklist was on that uh, kill normal comp because those were our boys like you know Mark and Andy and Ethan and you know now Mark yeah. runs um, uh, Manic Productions which is the premier company in Connecticut but like we all would like book shows together but we like Big D was one of those bands we all just became like obsessed with and I remember them bringing you guys to Connecticut and we're like ah and like yeah. so much yeah and actually I know that I think I, I always think it's funny. Like the first time I heard Big D, I actually th- I had this experience with Madball. It's funny you said them earlier. I actually thought you both were hip hop, like your style, like your vocals. Like I thought you were like a rapper, and yeah. I, I still think it, I take that as a compliment. Well, I'll, I'll I'll mention one thing. One, Mark had a baby recently. Oh, congrats, Mark! Isn't that true? I think Mark did, and uh, I think that it was like right. two days ago. So shout out to that, and he's um yeah it's really weird that uh, people for me it's weird that people always thought that i was rapping because you know i grew up on hardcore you know so it's like you don't think choke or the singer to Snapcase are rapping when they're like you know and, and then jesse from operation ivy you know you never think he was rapping but for some reason with me people sometimes every once in a while say you're rapping and the only thing i i i just don't see it right i just look at it myself as just being brought up on hardcore and stuff like that and like oi you know like you tell me that i rock and roll yeah. you know like that just, that's just you know like hard skin and stuff like that but um for some reason but all i all i would have to say is like if i was gonna rap it would sound a little different you know what i mean yeah. like if, if you turn the spotlight around and said dave are you rapping I'd go, ah, no, I would, if I was rapping, I would probably do more a Tribe Called Quest, Diggable, Diggable Planets thing. Like, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't look at it as that. Do you know what I mean? And even Paul Simon, you know, he, he, as people say that, I talk sing. Some, some people say that, you know, Paul Simon is like, and every time I went there, I, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, I don't know why my horse is pulling out of, out of the group. 
<laughs> I think I for me why. it was I didn't have a context of what ska music was, and I grew up in a much yeah, different yeah. area. So like I I didn't know what hardcore was, I didn't know what ska was. I I grew up on hip hop, like I grew up in a very urban area. So like I think it was just more of a reference point because I didn't I like wow. like they only met my ref- musical references were like hip hop, Weird Al, and uh, my cousin played in this band called Unwound. So I would get like noise records, but like not understand like. With like Sonic Youth, and I'm like, I don't understand what this is. This is terrible. Right, right, right. I'm uh, 12 right. at this point, you know. But she's sure, actually sure. the one that turned well, me on to ska. Yeah. Well, I I, taught, I I I always reference things that you're saying, like with Sonic Youth, is there's bands that there there are artists, if you will, that put out Sugar. They they put out Sugar, and everybody loves Sugar, and there's nothing wrong with Sugar. Everybody, we all love Sugar. And then there are some bands that put out Hot Sauce, and so- Sonic Youth is like a band that puts out Hot Sauce. Yes. Sure, I, I want this. And then slowly you add more and more until there are certain things that you want to eat that you can't imagine eating without hot sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that, I think there's a... Hey, I, can, I make, can I change my... I'm going to change my connection for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, ready? can you still hear me oh there you go yeah yeah perfect all right so we're okay yeah so so and then you know as far as like i know what you mean and i'm probably unconsciously as far as the whole rapping thing like i was i you know i was there for the birth of the birth of rap and of course the birth of hip-hop but you know like i listened to so much from curtis blow i mean i, I listened to all the firsts in and throughout so i probably unconsciously am doing it as well do you know what i mean like you think it's because you're a drummer too? Like that rhythmic brain? Yeah, yeah. It's probably because I'm a drummer too. And also, I don't like, I don't really like too much of melodic music. Like I just, mm. a lot of times melodic music is tied with heartache and whine. Like, I don't mean emo, emo whining, but I just mean like, just moaning. Like, like Adele's obviously awesome, but she's also, you know, talking about things that when I go to music, that's not what I'm, that's not, I'm not looking for therapy in that way. Do you know sure. what I mean? I'm more of someone who wants to do like the Beastie Boys, check your head and just like, you know, like, why don't we not talk about work? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like some people, when they go out socially, they just moan about work and they moan about love and they moan about like, I'm just, you know, I just, that that's just, that's just not inside of me. Not that Insane. I'm against it. And so, and so, yeah, I probably am unconsciously doing things that my heroes do and and then don't realize how it's coming out. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's always one of the beautiful things about Big D, though, is because you guys were like, you know, a ska punk band, but like your influences were all, like, I mean, same with Folly. Like, like again, the perfect hot sauce analogy, like I, I, I like my bands that have more than one influence. Like there's something awesome about like, um, like, you know, good luck, you know, this there's so many different styles on that. And then like the last song on that record is like kind of like a slow jam, not jam, but like, yeah. it, it's Who not knows? a typical Scott song. I, I absolutely love that. That's, I'm sorry. I'm blinking on the name. Um, it, yeah. And then oh, remember good Sean, luck. Um, oh, good luck. the last yeah, song, the slave in heaven, star to hell. Oh, Oh, is that uh, the last slave, song? slave in heaven or a star to hell, a safe haven. Yes. I think yeah. that might be called because I was listening to it on Spotify and I don't know if Spotify always puts everything in the right order of what like the CD was released as. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's been so many years at this point. And yeah. yeah, I remember Sean was saying, I thought that was, it really touched my heart too, that you guys, I didn't know that you had dedicated that record to his mom that had passed. And like that, like oh, really warmed my heart and made me love that record. Like it grew even bigger in my heart when I heard that. I was like, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that was a terrible thing that happened to poor Sean at like a very, uh, uh, just a very tough age. I mean, any age is, I mean, that's silly to say any age is tough. No, I, I understand what you mean. But when you're just, when, when, when you and your friend's whole world is just kind of what's around the corner and let's play music and everything's just so exciting. And, and then you have this kind of like huge thing that happens. Um, so absolutely. But at the same time, you know, what I think is really nice um, is that after it happened, Sean's friends, which are us, Big D, uh, were able to kind of whisk them away on adventures through Europe for the first time. And, you know, if there's nothing, one may need more 
at a time like that is distractions. And so I think we were, we were able to give Sean a lot of distractions at that time. Like you're in Paris, you're in Germany, you're, you know, like, like these are distractions until you, you have time to have that weight, you know, dissect that weight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when we recorded at the studio, we had the shot by Lamy, like the original piece was in the studio. And he's like, make sure you tell Dave. I was like, all right, I will. It's so, it was so cool. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, the blue thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I bought that uh, driving past the ski yard sale once and, and, and Sean and I made the artwork of shot by Lamy together. And, you know, it was all scotch tape and photographs, you know, and, uh, you know, I just took a crude photograph, not not a phone, you know, an actual camera and not wow. a camera that's like good, like just someone who's not a photographer, just snapping photos. And, you know, I just took a picture of my wall hanging that I bought at a yard sale. And then finally, recently, it was it wasn't going to work with where I'm at right now. And, and so Sean said he'd take it. And it was a really nice like it's, it was just one of those things where it's like, Sean, thanks for reaching out to want it. Cause it's not like I wanted to like give it to a stranger or throw it away, but I had to get rid of it. And Sean was like, give it to me, man. And it, it just cause we did the artwork together and you know, we're best friends and stuff like it. I wish I just really appreciated his moment there. You know? I love that. So how did you get connected? I remember like when you had, um, the, um Oh, the girls from tip the van, um, yeah. when you got singing with you, how did that all come to be? Cause you know, I grew up seeing them as well. Tons of times. Great bands. Well, I would just go through my memories and, you know, you know, the first time we played together, I was, I was a, I was a dyslexic, I, you know, I have dyslexia and sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's a gift. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, things get, well, I don't know if it's dyslexia or being on stage nervous, but the first time I, I thanked their band, I perfectly called them tip the bus. No, 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 (laughs) shake the bus, shake the bus. So I said, thanks to thank you, shake the bus and, and, and what's really funny about making mess ups like that sometimes is some people who think they're, you know, really witty and funny, they think you're making a joke. They think you're making some sort of like, you know, uh, you know no, I just messed up. Um, and so that was my first memory. But then my second memory is talking to them both outside of a show in Connecticut, just having your first kind of like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And just, you know, I mean, they were probably like 15 and 16 or 17. I don't know their age difference, but um, yeah. So, and then from there um, I, we knew, I knew like when Flute and Stroll came out that we, we definitely wanted some like doo-wop backup vocals. Cause you know, my dad brought me up on doo-wop. So doo-wop is just as in me as ska or hardcore. And so, um, you know, I, I reached out to them and, th- and they, they sing together in a very, like the, the sisters sing together in a way that's just like ridiculous yeah they know each other like they're the same person oh yeah yeah oh for sure that's yeah that was I, yeah, I remember getting to see you play in that era too with them like i think that for some reason i'm having this memory where like, you guys played a uh, spring fling at like central connecticut state university but it was like i think streetlight manifesto was there you guys were there and then but none of the other bands, it was like a jam band. None of the other bands made sense. But I remember just like, you know, I had known them casually back then. I was like, oh my God, yeah. what are you doing here? They're like, oh, we're playing with Big D. I'm like, all right, that's the that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, and I love hearing that it's cool to play with us. Because it's like, I, you know, you never think of it like, you know, when we first did our first tour with Suicide Machines, you know, like I would say something that you kind of just said, like, we're playing with Suicide Machines. You know what I mean? Like, like I can die now. One of those yeah. things, you know? I mean, they're on the Tony Hawk yeah. Pro Skater soundtrack. I mean, what else do you need? And that record is perfect. Destruction? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, I, I don't think I can find a single flaw with it. No, Destruction is so good that I always say that it makes you go, what's the point? Yes. Yes, I, yeah, I, I don't, I totally understand that. You know, like, you can't chase, you can't chase that record. You no. know what I mean? It's it's perfect. Like as a as a songwriter, you can't chase it. I Lord knows I've tried a couple times with songs, and you just you just can't do it. It's like it, it's like the Operation Ivy Energy record. It's it is what it is. It can't be master topped or, or replicated. No, it's it's just like wow. I, I always had that feeling too with live shows. Like um, 
definitely, you know, when like the so lucky in Connecticut, but whenever it would be like arrogant sons of bitches and that big D show, yeah. I was like, just kill me right now because I will never have more fun in my entire life. Like between you and like you and Jeff being like some of the best front men, it was just like, I, I, I will not be walking tomorrow because I'm going to be, in, I'm just going to, it's going to be the most fun I've ever had. Well, I appreciate you bringing up ASOB, Arrogant Sons of Bitches, because I was recently on a podcast and Jeff. Oh, yeah, uh, I, it was a great episode. Uh, I, I've had Benny on here and all the going off track guys as well. Uh, I love that right. podcast. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, some every once in a while I get asked about Jeff or I get asked about Bomb the Music Industry. And I'm like, yo, what about ASOB? Where, where are the questions? Where are the questions? Oh. If you're going to talk about Jeff, how, how aren't the questions? How isn't there one question about Arrogant Sons of Bitches? You I know. know what I mean? Yeah. And they were so anti-label, so anti-everything. I think I, they were the most, they were the epitome of just a fuck you band. Like, I remember one time a show got shut down in Connecticut, uh, you know, for something stupid, and they end up going to like a gazebo and then just playing in the middle of Longford. And to this day, like, it still gets talked about. Like, just Jeff oh, yeah. and all of them acoustic. Yeah, it's, and we did, we did something like that at um, Cafe Eclipse um, in Pennsylvania. And, uh, it's, it's like, I don't know, of course, you know, things like, you know, for your listeners, th- things like this might still be happening, but it seems like things like that are less happening. Like, th- there's more shutting down of things that are different than, than, you know, like going to a gazebo and playing some songs, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's you know, I hope that people can still do things like that in this. Hold on, I, gotta be, I have to yell at my, my, my cat. Sammy, I can't, I can't get you. You got to come over here. I understand life is hard. I know. Anyway, so yeah. Actually, like, I'll, I'll, let me let me sort. Let me. My cat's called Tsunami for a reason. I, I love that your cats actually listen. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. There you go. Okay, sorry. I'm good. <laughs> that was. Oh, that's that's so that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hope that happens. I, I definitely have to say, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Uh, podcasting has definitely kind of replaced that like scene thing for me for a while. Like a lot of people like definitely fell out of it and then kind of rediscovered it. And it's, it's definitely for listening to like lots of like punk rock podcasts and like that. I've gone to some shows, but you know, kids life, it gets hard. Shit froze. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's also, it's also in a, I've, what's up? Oh, sorry, sorry, it froze for a second, but it's good. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I always kind of like um, describe it as, like when you're 15, you kind of want to know what a party's like. You know what I mean? This is talking about guys. I don't, I don't know about girls, but when you're 15, you know, you kind of want to know what a, what, what a party's like, you know? And then around like 16, 17, 18, you kind of like go to some parties and stuff. And then when you're in your twenties, you might be like throwing some parties. And then, you know, your upper twenties, you start going like, I'm going to kind of leave this party a little early. And then in your thirties, people are like, do you want to go to this party? And you start going like, well, who's going to be there? Yep. And then, and then in your upper upper thirties, people are like, "You want to go to this party?" And you're like, "You're only calling me because you're bored." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, no, yeah, definitely. And it's so. How have you have you um do do you now have to like get questioned every time? And then like you know, there's been a bit of a ska revival, which I think it, obviously it never went away, but which it's kind of nice to see it being more recognized within like yeah, accepted within the the, the scene and stuff. Oddly, I, you know, I thought it, I, I always thought it was going to be like the the documentaries, like that one that Taylor did. But it seems to be like the books are like coming out left and right. Yeah, that 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 um, I I don't quite know the total the title perfectly. Um, on the subject of ska sucks, is that what it's called? Something like that. In defense of ska. Uh, in the defense of ska, and then crossed out sucks. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen the book. Like, I just know that it exists. And I think Jeff did, someone told me Jeff did a forward um, and they mentioned Big D, but this book, I, I don't, I need to, I need to figure out how to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a, the podcast as well too, but it's, and then there's another like oral history of Scott book coming out. Like I just got like a PR email about it recently. I was like, this is awesome, which I, I love, which one of the things I've always kind of liked about Big D too. And even like my own musical taste is that you guys could, kind of you know you're part of the sky world but then you would tour with like anti-flag and like you know you could kind of like i i even feel that with my own podcast like i'm like you know I'm in all these different i have like my fingers and lots of little pots because i've got a lot of different interests like as much as i love sky and emo i also am like an obsessive marvel fan and want to nerd out about that for hours on end and like tv yeah. and stuff like that 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I don't think I nerd out with the Scots, you know, Big D in, in a positive way. I mean, this in a very positive way. Big D's always been too punk for the ska kids and too ska for the punk kids. You know what I yep. mean? When I say kids, I mean young adults, of course. But like, you know, like, there's always been a Dungeons and Dragon, a Dungeons and Dragon analyst always going, well, I'm going to deduct five defense points, to say, you know, like three strength points. Like, we don't fit into, I think, what um, the very serious want us to be. But um, in the idea of punk, in, in the idea of a rude boy, that's the point yes. of what we're doing. So we never really want to make, you know, like, like I went to music school. I went to Berkeley, right? And other than, okay, so I, okay, let, let me back up. So I believe that, that the music that you make is what your soul sounds like. You know what I mean? I love this that. You, yeah, it's what your soul sounds like. And for some people who chase um, popularity, no, no diss, I'm not, no diss. I understand there's musicians out there that like just want to play music. They don't care what the genre is. It's better than working at the factory. I, I, there's no diss happening with this. I get it. I'm just saying like, like pizza, I don't like mushroom on my pizza. Um, you do, and I'm not against you for liking it. You know, I'm just pointing it out, you know? So some people want to write music just, just to, you know, gain popularity, financial gain, or, you know, um, fame. Right. And so that's what their soul sounds like. You know, that's, that's in my book, your, your soul sounds like that. So with, what you wait, wait, wait where did where did this question come from i forgot where i was tying it into i also forgot so it doesn't matter <laughs> okay well well why no we can do it we can do it there's there's a there's a uh a oh talent. yeah biggie doesn't fit into every genre right right uh, so so right so so when i went to music school thank you um you know there was a lot of jazz people and jazz jazz people can be extremely snotty you know what i mean like yeah just just like, like their parents told them they were great for way too long. And now they're just kind of regurgitating that you don't know this, you don't know that. How do you not know this? How do you not know that? And it's probably the most, I don't need to be there conversation in the world. And some ska people can be like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and so Big D has always tried to flee like a burning house, those conversations with ska elitists because we just because our soul sounds like this doesn't mean we have to listen to you say what we're doing wrong in our soul. Do you know what I yep. mean? Like, well, I checked the chart and you're not real. It's like, yo, this is just, this is how it comes out. We don't, we can't control it. Like, I'm sorry, man. Um, and so, yeah. So I think, but, but the best thing about that is with some of these things, like um, it's, it's, it's not all, it's not, it's, so as, as I fumble this, one has to understand that the reason why Big D and I have been doing Big D, uh, like being a part of it for so long is because the ska scene has been the kindest, best uh, uh, two roads that go in two different directions as you, as you leave your teens and you go into your 20s and you go into your 30s and you go into your 40s. Ska has always been the most positive, best choice of a direction that I could choose. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's, it's always easily been better than choosing a different road. And of course, if you're talking to me, you know, that I've seen so many people choose the different road. Same. You know I mean, and I have to say like the metal scene, the old metal scene, I don't know that I don't know about the new metal scene, but the metal, the old metal scene in, in the ska scene are the, are the kindest places I've found on earth. So even though I'm, I'm having a good run, you know, you know, razzing um, ska elitists, that's just our experience in a place that we've, we've decided to want to spend our whole lives in. Uh, yeah, no, I, I 100%, um, I can yeah. see that. And then, you know, it's great too, like, and then, you know, your records for other years have had like different flows and stuff, but when the new one, like do your art, like, um, you know, I, I love the song about Banana and the fact that you use puppets in the video. Thank you for that one, by the way. Um, Huge punch dance videos, Sean at Punch Dance and um, the Pino Brothers from Waltham and the band Waltham. I just got to say the people who did that that video are perfect examples of do your art. They are artists that like got so into the video, loved both bands. Like it's 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 artists doing art the way artists 
hope one day they can find themselves doing art. Sorry, I love interrupt. it. Oh no, yeah. no, please. I got. No, I'm a I'm a huge fan of like Muppets and any. I've interviewed puppeteers. Oh. Like that's I love all that stuff as well. Like a little little bit too much as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I hear you. But like I, I'm like the first. I think the first single of Do Your Art. I was listening to it. I was like, it gave me really good. It gave me good luck vibes. It gave me that feeling I had when I was like. 17 18 like in community college driving listening to good luck and like um you know like i you know i've struggled like well, not any like hospitalization level but i have like anxiety right. and depression like many people right. and like big d like that it was just like there's that one liner that it was like like i'm real real proud of you i was like man this just makes me happy oh yeah yeah i've i've, I've been a, a big big fan of you yep and especially yeah. after the last year we all had i work in behavioral health at a hospital like like when all of us have gone through the the ringer sure. and it was like that was my version of like steve from blues clues which i didn't watch blues clues being like oh <laughs> i missed you i was like all right like it really connected me back to that like part of my life like it's fallen out of that music i was like thanks dave yeah i know thank, <laughs> thanks thanks for saying that i mean you know you know i, I look at it like you're saying is there's definitely good luck happening there i mean easily from metal in the microwave to um metal lazy riffs and metal metal lazy and but also just so you know my father um had an encyclopedia that was given to him from his parents that was like was from the 1920s and we always had it in our house and that's where i got a lot of the images for good luck if you you can tell there's like old illustrations yeah yeah and i've i've kept that encyclopedia and remember an encyclopedia is is big wow yeah i've kept it throughout you know 20 odd years from one house to one apartment to one like I've kept it waiting to to use the images that I didn't use in good luck for a future Big D record and this I was so excited to and and you have to understand like I plop this encyclopedia on my lap and I go to my I go to my all like my many many um ear bunny um you know book pages mm. and I go through them and I, and I, and I, I reorganize it. It's basically the same artwork as good luck other than the music. If you know what I mean? It's oh my God. That makes me so happy. Yeah. It's from the same, like, like for the image that you see that I, we use for, she won't ever figure it out. You could, yep. you could look your, your left or right. And the image for a new song was right next to it. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh my god! This is just for like a few nerds like me who are gonna be like, I knew it, dude. I I hear you, but like, but I've always been keen on that. Like, I I've always loved the bands I love for the reasons I love them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like, when Good Luck came out and I had this encyclopedia, my dad was like, "We gotta throw this away." I was like, "No, no, no! I I know one day I need to use these images. I don't know. Yeah, I won't reiterate, but I know what you're saying. But then." I feel like there's how it goes happening throughout the record. There's a little fruit and stroll. I think if you're a big D listener, like this, this could be, uh, I'm not trying to sell the record, but I'm just saying. I would argue, honestly, I think it's your best record yet to be quite, it's it's like, it's like you, you took everything you've done over the 20 plus years. And like, I, I, I've listened to all your records, you know, I've been listening to you since I was 16 and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's it's yeah. great it's just it's a little bit of everything it's like when a band goes back and re-records their first album it's the same songs but you're yeah. a different person you're you've grown as a musician yeah yeah thanks man i i i i think that too like i think that do your art is a really good uh, um you know blender of of all the big d records in one one little milkshake yeah no, it's, i love it i love i love this I love this record. <laughs> and that's great. Isn't that I've so had, funny? I've had the LP in the CD in, in the in the shotgun of my car just so I, when I hit traffic, I can t- look to my right and stare at it. I love that. It's so funny too because like you have to dedicate so much time and to your art and your craft. And then people can, you can come off like as uh, arrogant if you like you love your art. But like, why would like, I love my podcast more than anyone in the world because I make it because I it's the same thing. It's like, I'm not going to put my time towards something I don't care about. So like, you should love your, I hate when a band like doesn't like their music. I'm like, it actually offends me. I'm like, well, I like it. Okay. It's like, I have that with like, com- like comedian friends be like, Oh, I hate myself. I'm like, well, that's, you think it's funny, but like, I, I don't want to love you as a friend if you don't love yourself. Oh no, I hear that. And, it, and it's, yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's one of those things where it's like, 
I've met people too, like on Warp Tour, like guitar players will come up to me at the end and be like, yeah, I play in blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah is way bigger than Big D. And they're like, I'm not really into it, but I have my solo stuff. I'd love to show you it. And you're just like, dude, you diss your band, you, you diss yourself. You diss your girlfriend, you diss yourself. It's like, yes. you diss your friend, you diss yourself. It's like, right. Yeah, I'm just not talking? interested in those relationships anymore. It's like, if you're not oh. going to be, if, you know, I, I don't have time for that. Like, if you... If you show me something and you're like, oh, yeah, it's not very great. I'm like, oh, good. I'm not going to listen to it. I don't even, like, you know, if you don't believe in it, I'm not going to even take my time to even experience it. So it makes me happy that you could also be like, you should love that record and be proud. It's a fucking great record. And 25, 25 years? Has it been 25 years, really? Yeah, it's been 25 years. And, and I think Kevin Wyman said it really good. You know, it's like, you know, he said he once said about Big D, like, you know, maybe Big D is not the most popular band in the world but he, they're consistent and always relevant and appreciated. And that's all I would choose. You know, I would hate to be in a band for three years, be huge, or even five years, and be huge. I like Big D, be, the career of Big D is exactly what I love in music. You know what I mean? It's like, in the construct of it, like if you look at it as like a locomotive, like every single like metal piece that was put into the locomotive to make it run is from our heroes. You know what I mean? So it's like the, the machine itself runs uh, on the efforts of our heroes. And so if someone goes, I don't like Big D, I think they suck or, or, or something like that. You're like, that's cool. You just don't like the construct that we've like, this is, this is our world. You know, like if someone doesn't like anime or if someone doesn't like, yeah. you know, like I don't, I don't watch this, the movie that you love. You're like, well, cool. You know, it wasn't, wasn't made for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got to lead you to leave this like creative lifestyle. Like I've heard you talk in interviews of like you grew up in like kind of like a lower middle class, like Boston suburb. And like at that age of your life, you're like, I'm just going to be a, a, a working stiff. And like you've gotten to travel the world and have these experiences. And I know like you're a professor now. And like, you know, you, to me, it's like that's isn't that the dream? Like you get to do the thing you love and then like, get to design your life around it up wasn't exactly like that it was more just 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 so i can just you know make sure i'm you know being truthful it was more like um um uh, great depression grand grandparents that taught um my dad's you know like my dad's family like you ever see those films where you have one suit and you take care of it and you, you know you always try because you, you're only going to be able to have one suit like yep like it's just like a different angle that not many people know about anymore of just having 1930s grandparents you know we didn't buy things even to this day like I'm not a consumer you know you know today's my birthday and like I don't want anything you know what I mean like I don't I don't consume things um I have everything you know what I mean it's one of those things it's a mentality of like do I have running water does you know you have to save money for you know the pipes to break you have to save money for the roof to have a leak you know it's a it's so it's not some of the romanticism um, that that other people know. I think it's a very unknown way of living in America. Um, it's just to, to not be a consumer um, and just to spend any money that you make on surviving. Yeah, no, yeah, that my I, my grandparents the same era. Like that, yeah. your dad sounds a lot like my my family. That sounds very much like the way I grew up as well. And like, no, I, I tell you, I get that a hundred percent. As you said point. that, like, yeah, my grandparents are from the. Like how, so I'm sorry. I, uh, what would you say? Oh, you're fine. Yeah, no, my my grandparents are Depression era. I was like, yep. And my, my grandfather and my dad's I grew up during like the Blitz in England, and it's, it is yeah. funny, like uh, their mindset and how that has carried down from generations, and like. Yeah, I, I have that too. I'm like, I'm still like, I can't believe I own a house and I'm good. Like, oh, I, 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 see people, I see people on tour throw away leftovers and I'm like, oh my God, that's two more meals. Yep. <laughs> yep. I always think of uh, Arrested Development with like Carl Weathers. is like, baby, you got a stew. I was like, yep, I, that's I, that's like in right. my blood forever. <laughs> oh but my like, God. But like you said, you know, like, and now where I think the professor thing is, you know, for someone who, was dyslexic and had I was the poster boy for all the different like medicines and and uh, ideas for things you know same you know they, they tested me and said they did I didn't have ADD which just means that the tests are wrong you know what I mean yeah. but it's also I don't know what they're talking about because disorder I call it ATC attention to creativity yeah. and all the people who aren't creative just looks at it look at it as a disorder because you're not a human battery yeah um 
you know, it's like, you, you don't want to med the puppy to not be a puppy. There's no reason for that. It's a puppy. Um, so I know what you mean. So me being a professor in a college definitely allowed me to go, you know, put the middle fingers up and say, uh, you know, to, to people who are like, this boy is wrong. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm teaching at a university that I probably wouldn't have been accepted in. You know? Yeah, no, I, as a fellow ADHD dyslexic, it's like, it's that, that moment like, hell yeah. It's like, it, there's something to that, that feeling. Um, well, also happy birthday. And uh, this is, that's, uh, uh, I hope you have a good one. Uh, before we like wrap it up, is there anything like we missed? Any, and if not, like, where can people find you on the old internets? I would just say, if there's anything, if there are people are still listening is, you know, Amer- I'm not getting into politics, but I'm just saying that America has changed so much that people have to understand that this new thing going on, uh, it, it isn't necessarily normal to a lot of people who have experienced a different America. And what I'm saying is, you know, if you have a talent, have it be illustration, have it be woodwork, have it be singer, um, guitar player, um, anything, and you're finding that you have to pay these crazy bills that are beyond you at this point, and you can't find the time to do your art, somehow, please keep doing it because it's the society that you're living in right now that's holding you back. You know, I know that Canada and many countries, they actually give, you know, artists um, compensation to just keep doing, you know, that we, they want to progress arts and science. They want people to create and not just hit the factory job. And so if you're feeling frustrated, don't hang your super suit up. Just don't stop. I, you know, I, it's so hard for me to see these guitar players, like say, I'm not, doing it anymore these illustrate i'm not doing anymore and they think they're not good enough and you know we all know at this point that the the deck is stacked in america and kids that have four parents or connected parents are going to get it first and for all the veruca assaults out there i'm not dissing you i mean it's great that you're doing art that's awesome but i'm talking to the people who think that they're not doing well in art it's not just fortunate American who gets it first so just keep realizing your awesome x-men superpower in you and don't don't give up or be ashamed of it in any way I love that well I'm glad you know you've been an inspiration in my life for since I was 16 and it's happy I'm so happy to actually get to connect with you and uh and and to continue that positive light so awesome man have a good rest of your uh, birthday I hope you hope your work meeting's not too bad I'll bake it fast <laughs> Take care, have a good one. take care man to you This show is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Learn more about how we're helping podcasts to build conversation, connection, and community at letschatpodcast.net.